Get ready to be inspired, uplifted, and encouraged. Welcome to Woman to Woman Inspire, where we sip on tea and dive into the matters of a woman's heart. Grab a seat as we take you on a trip of faith-filled conversations. Hey, 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 everyone. This is your host, Brianna. I am recording today on my on YouTube page, and we are recording dually, so we have our podcast going, and um, we have a special guest today, Stacy. Hi, everybody. I'm so excited. I'm really, really excited. Don't forget um, to tune in to Woman to Woman Inspire. Our podcast is on Apple, um, iTunes, is on all the major platforms. And um, I'm just excited about what we're going to be talking about today. Me too. And, you know, one thing that I know for sure that you wanted to do, I was like, oh, give me a little bit of heads up what you want to talk about. But you really wanted it to be an organic conversation. Right. Um, and you just gave me a, a little header. So it's going to be raw, people. And that's what we're all about. Just <laughs> transparency and um, women getting together and just being who they really are. Because, of course, as you know, we are Christians and we love God. We love God with our whole heart. But, of course, it doesn't make us exempt from experiencing the things that women go through. And a lot of times what we have been facing within the church um, community is that we've been told to give everything a spiritual Band-Aid or to give um, issues of life real things that hit us, um, scripture for it. It's always scripture or it's always go and pray. But sometimes we just need to know that somebody else has walked the same path that we have walked. And eventually we'll get to the scripture. We'll get to prayer. But I want to know, how did you come out of it? What did you do? Is it just me that is going through this? And does this make me a bad person as a woman? And so that's what we're all about. So we want to keep everything as raw as we can and as transparent. Um, And so, of course, our chat is open. Um, Those of you who are listening to us on the podcast, please don't forget to leave your messages, leave your um, questions, anything you might want us to come back and address. We'll do that. So don't forget to email us at W2W, the number two, inspire at gmail.com. And so we're going to go ahead and get straight to it. So one of the things I wanted us to talk about today was trust. Um, And the scripture that I wanted to use that came to my mind, um, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not into your own understanding. And so as women, especially single women, I'm single, you're single. We both have raised our kids. Your your son is now grown. I remember when he was just a baby. Hold on, because I thought she was getting ready to tell my age by saying how old my son was. I was about to say, wait a minute, but go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) But I have a a grown son, and I'm not going to dare tell his age either then. So, and then I have a daughter. And so, um, being, we have um, been serving the Lord for uh, quite some time now. And um, it has been um, a journey, ups and downs and things of that nature. And one of the things that... I find that we both come back to when we're sitting down eating or talking on the phone. One of the things that we tend to go back to is how long have we been single? We've dated in between, but you know, when you're thinking about as long as we've been serving God, um, giving him all that we have, and sometimes we could give him more. I think all the time we can give him more, but we often wonder when is, when is our time coming? When will we, um, 
have a chance to walk down that aisle? When will we have our Boaz to come and find us? And so trusting in the Lord in the the season of waiting Mm -hmm. is hard. I know for me, it has been hard at times. Yeah. And when you say trust that, and besides that, that's the only thing that she would tell me people is what the header was, just trust. So with me being me, I had to write down a few points, a few questions, um, because even though it's organic, I didn't write down a whole lot. I just put down some things that I felt like would be helpful, Mm -hmm. that would help some people. The first thing that I did, I looked up what the definition of trust was Mm -hmm. in in the, the glossary. Uh, but not what it means, because it could mean something different to someone else. So if I may, what it says that trust is a firm belief in the character, the strength or truth of someone or something, Um, confidence and hope. And I started looking at the different types of trust the different relationships rather so there are several um you did mention earlier you were talking about relationships Mm -hmm. so that definitely is a biggie um and with with christian women women that's a that's a whole different thing but nevertheless that's one of the relationships um you know being a child of god and with god that relationship Mm -hmm. um parishioner um and the pastor Mm -hmm. i mean these are key things that may affect that not may do affect everyday life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked about the relationship, then the, the parent, the child. Um, another big one that can affect home, employer, employee. Mm-hmm. So it's so many different things of of trust. And with for me, being a woman, I feel like we take in more um, than the average. I know, let me speak, speak for me personally, because again, we have so many different roles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not wife, but I'm mom, I'm coworker, I'm sister, you know, I am friend. It's just so many different things. And we have to find the balance in that. Mm-hmm. And it is, it can be trying, mm-hmm. you know, and you have to make sure that you're giving enough time and effort to each and everything. Mm-hmm. And so how you balance that also affects. But I just wanted to touch, you know, I hope that we get a chance to touch on some of those different relationships mm-hmm. and in with that trust factor, because you can be disappointed in yourself and others in every single one of them and mm-hmm. how maybe we can help someone else or think of some, some situations or scenarios that other women may have experienced that, you know, may help them. Yeah. And, you know, when, and when, like you said, when we're talking about trust and um, we think about um, God and trusting and we think about his word, um, the Bible never tells us to trust people. And a lot of times we fall short as women because we are nurturers, we're caring. Um, we want to see the best and mm-hmm. whatever rela- relationship we might be in, we always are wanting to see the best come out of that person. Um, and so sometimes we tend to put our trust into a person, right. not realizing that the Bible just tells us to be trustworthy. And so are we really putting our efforts into the thing that God wants us to put our efforts in, because if they're not showing signs of trustworthiness, right, then we are not doing anything but kicking up a, against the brick wall. Because if they don't have the character or the integrity to be trustworthy, mm-hmm. then who do we get mad at? Well, I think that, you know, it's an old saying, fool me once, shame on you. 
fool me twice, shame on me. So you kind of, I think as, as again, as women, we tend to forgive, we tend to overlook, uh, we tend to give people outs. Mm -hmm. We tend to, you know, make excuses for them because we may see this thing that this potential, you know, that people have. And that's a big thing that gets people caught up seeing the potential. Um, and sometimes it has worked out seeing that potential, but for me, often cases that that was not it. It it did not. <laughs> <laughs> so you know when you you want to trust that this person is who you want them to be, but sometimes that trust is who we want them to be, not who they are. Mm -hmm. And I know I get it. We so you know in different scenarios we do have to meet people where they are, mm -hmm. but. In certain relationships, if they're not willing to change or adjust, and it's for the betterment mm -hmm. of them and that situation, then that's when you need to decide, okay, can this continue or is this enough? Is this it? Right. And, and I think that's really good because we um, want to talk about that because when we can see that something is not going anywhere, so we, we, we get to that point where we say, okay, enough is enough, and then we turn right back around and go back to it. So right. what is it in us that's driving us back to that thing that we know is not good? You know, we know that it's a waste of our time. There comes a point where we know this is just wasting my time. It's not edifying to nothing in my life. Um, it's not adding to, it's really taken away. And that's in relationships with um, intimate partners or just relationship friendship wise. Right. And then there comes a time because... Um, times sometimes where even with our own family, we have to realize that, hey, you know, I got to put a period here and I got to right. move on um, because this relationship is not um, enhancing my life. I'm doing more pouring out and they're not doing anything right. but taking. And so by the end of um, the the day, I have to say the day, I'm drained. Well, why am I drained? It's because they haven't put anything into me. I'm doing more of the um, pouring out. And so when you find yourself in situations like that, you know, we don't do nothing, but just wear our own selves out because we're still trying to make something work that at that seat in that season or in that particular time, God might be telling us it's not, it's not conducive for you, not for where I'm trying to take you. And the key point that you made there is that if God is trying to tell you, this is not the season, this is not the time, because it has to be from him because oftentimes there are situations where we are going to have to give more mm -hmm. than what we receive. Um, you know, I've never been a wife. I'm preparing to be such, mm -hmm. but I do believe because of how we were created mm -hmm. that more times than not, mm -hmm. we are going to be that 80% mm -hmm. or that 90%, sometimes that 100%. Mm -hmm. I just believe that because of how we were formatted. We are the support. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we came from rib. We are, if you think about the dynamic of a rib, it supports, mm -hmm. you know. So we will have to carry a weight in a lot of situations. But back to what you said, the key thing is seeking God's face. What will you have me to do? Is this it? Is this the time to be strong? Have I been strong enough mm -hmm. in any relationship, not just on the, the marriage or whatever in any mm -hmm. relationship, even mm -hmm. the workplace, mm -hmm. we should be saying, okay, Lord, is it time for me to leave? I don't want to make a move without you. Is this mm -hmm. the season for me to stay? You still mm -hmm. have work for me to do here mm -hmm. or is it to move on? Right. And that's where you come to the part of when he says acknowledging him in all your 
ways. And we take that scripture and we think about big things, but sometimes it's just as simple as, um, Hey Lord, they're getting ready to, um, open up a new position on the job. You know, mm-hmm. is my season for this position up? Or would you have me right. to advance? Um, seeking him because he might tell you no, because you have an assignment here. Right. You haven't completed your assignment. And a lot of times uh, when we think about relation, intimate relationships and we're, um, courtships, we want to make sure that we're marrying our friend and not an assignment. A lot of times people take their assignment, fall in love with their assignment, and boom, say I do. Walk down that aisle and say I do and can't figure out why they have so much warfare. Well, that was your assignment. That wasn't your life partner. And so because you have done this, um, you're really unequally yoked. And it's going to take a lot for you guys to come together because will God still bless the marriage? He will. He can't go against his word. But you have put yourself in a situation to have to go through all this warfare because you chose to do something without acknowledging the Lord. Right. But see, and then that goes back to the other relationship that I mentioned, you know, the relationship with your heavenly father. Do you trust him? You know, because we want what we want. Mm -hmm. We're children. I don't care if we're adult children. We want what we want. And can we take that no Mm -hmm. from the father? Can we trust his word that no, I don't care how good it looks. Mm -hmm. This is not it. Right. It smells good. Mm -hmm. It looks good. It may even feel good depending on, you know, this is the best I've been treated or whatever, Mm -hmm. but it's still his no. Right. And the flesh wants what the flesh wants. We're just going to be honest. The flesh just wants what it wants. It has its own desires. It has its own wants. Mm -hmm. But you have got to make sure that you put your flesh in subjection unto our Heavenly Father because when we don't, that flesh will always override because we're constantly trying to feed it if we're not right. coming into submission to God. And so we don't even know what God's desire is for us because we're too busy trying to right. feed this old sinful flesh. And please elaborate on flesh because people automatically think bed, sexual. No, when right. we talk please about flesh, you know, you hear people um, and they say that um, they're praying for, we're going to use the spouse. So they've been praying for a spouse, praying for a spouse and Um, But they have a pattern or an example or they have their taste of what they want in their spouse. Mm -hmm. And so they're they're, What they want is a a man that is six to chocolate brown, owns his own business, makes this amount of money. No children. Now, where do we say he is, honey? (laughs) (laughs) But this is the thing that they go and tell God. But see, God knows our beginning for my end and he knows our in between so you can get something that looks appealing to your natural eyesight right. and you be getting you a whole devil right dressed up the way you want him to be that dressed part. up right and so when it's time for you to go out here and make life um moves he ain't on on the same co- accord with you right you know he has giving you what your what your desire your natural desire needs but your spiritual is what's gonna carry you and so if you cannot carry me spiritually you don't even know how to minister to me you don't even tell me i'm beautiful you don't even hold down a job you had a job but you didn't keep that long my god you know and so god knows what you need will he give you what you some of what you want of course we serve a good god but we got to understand that we have got to trust god with 
our life. And like you said, how is our relationship with God? And we can always dictate our relationship with God based on the relationships that we are in now. So how is your relationship with the one that's closest to you? Hmm. If you're not talking to them on a regular basis, if y'all not touching base on a regular, then nine times out of 10, you're not touching base on a regular with your heavenly father. Why? Because you have taken upon yourself and put things ahead of him. Right. Right. That's good. And a lot of times people say, well, I don't need to talk to people every day. I don't. God is a relational God. You need to talk to people on a regular basis. You do. And because if you don't, you no man is an island. You're just not an idle mind is the devil's workshop. And then, and that kind of goes in hand in hand, like with the trust factor, how do you build trust? Mm -hmm. One thing is communication and learning the person. Again, it could be your child, Mm -hmm. your sister, your, you know, the mate, whatever. In any relationship, you have to communicate. That's how you learn the person. That is how, in my opinion, how you begin to build trust. Um, it starts in small increments. It could just be, you know, it doesn't have to start off with telling someone your major or deepest, darkest, whatever. Might want to leave that for the Lord. Right. But you know what I'm saying? Right. But, you know, that is how communication is the key in anything. Mm-hmm. You do have to talk to them, learn them. Um, you know, you can have a friendship. You and I can be on the phone mm-hmm. and your, you know, your demeanor may just be different. And I know that there is an issue. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you don't know that by not learning the person that you're with. So in any relationship, you know, it is give and take because you want that type of relationship that I don't have to say a word. You can still identify that even if it's something happy, we don't even have to bring out the Mm -hmm. doom and gloom. You can say, oh boy, something is going, you are glowing. We can just tell it's something in your voice. Mm -hmm. Your, your spirit might be up, you know, or Mm -hmm. just you're bouncing, whatever it is, we can take note. So communication is is very, very important. That, I think, is the first thing in trying to build and maintain that trust. Right. And the thing about it is when you take those same principles and you apply it with God, because we can be in two um, opposite ends of a store. But if you was to call my name, I'm going to know that's Stacy calling me. Mm -hmm. And so do we know the voice of God? Um, Because have you really taken the time to sit with God? Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times what people do is they'll read the Bible. They will, they'll pray. But when it comes down to actually communing with our father and actually getting in the word and not just reading it, but actually allowing it to come alive in your spirit, allowing the words um, to be wrote on the tables of your heart, meditating upon it, that you can become familiar with the father when he speaks to you. Mm-hmm. You know, because God right. will not go against his word. And so you don't know if the decision you're getting ready to make is going against God. If you don't know him, if you don't know his word, it makes right. it difficult for you. Right. You, how will you know if um, your potential spouse is truly following the Lord? If you don't know him for yourself on an intimate level. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we make mistakes based off of our relationship or non-existent relationship with our, our inconsistent relationship with God. Okay. And to piggyback off of that, one of the things is that I, that I wanted to, one of the things that I wanted to cover is, okay, 
Let's say that that happens, mm -hmm. you know, and you blame God. A lot mm -hmm. of people do, mm -hmm. okay, because they may not be in a position to do that reassessing and what did I do wrong, What? because that's not your first thought right. for most people. So my thing is, once that has been breached, how do you restore that, mm -hmm. you know, with the relationship with the Father? Number one, repentance, I think, and then we need to do that examination. Mm -hmm. Like, what was it me, or did I listen? Did I go on my own? Did I go to the left when he right. said go to the right? You know, and those things. How, you know, in, in your words, you think with rebuilding trust once it's broken, that's another thing that people, you mm -hmm. know, whether it's friendship, because mm -hmm. it's been a couple of times, and we didn't, you know, hurt each other or we didn't necessarily break trust, but life and other things, you know, may have stopped us from talking for a while. You went on with your life. I mm -hmm. went on and God brought it back at the appropriate time. And it was like, it never mm -hmm. stopped. Mm -hmm. Um, but everybody can't do that. I think the key for us is that, um, and we may have talked about this before, something similar, but there was no intentional hurt. Mm -hmm. It wasn't deliberate hurt, and I know that it still hurts. It mm -hmm. still stings, but it is a whole other difference. It's mm -hmm. a whole different thing when someone has set out to cause harm right. and to be hurtful. But I don't know if that can be restored. But nevertheless, how do you rebuild that trust, in your opinion, mm -hmm. once that is broken? Well, I think, for one, um, you're going to have to really get to a place and I, you have to get in a place where you're going to have to go higher in your relationship with God for one, mm -hmm. because the only way that I can truly get over some hurt that was intentional, um, is that God heals me first because I can't rebuild anything with somebody that I can't forgive. Yeah. A lot of times yeah. we say we forgive, but we haven't because we're still holding on to it. Um, you know, you're holding on to something when you can continuously bring it up. Right. When God forgives us, he throws it into the sea of forgetfulness. He doesn't never bring it back up. What we do as humans is we'll throw it back up. Yeah. You know, and um, versus looking in the mirror and saying, okay, I know this person did this to me, but mm -hmm. God is needing me to deal in the area of forgiveness. Right. Because that has happened, but I still want to have a life that is lived with freedom. Anytime mm -hmm. we can't forgive, we're putting ourselves in bondage, um, right. in a cage. Um, you, if you begin to, um, pay attention to yourself when you're around someone that has hurt you and, Look at your body or feel, hone in into the emotions um, that you're feeling at that moment. You'll notice that you're kind of tense up or you'll notice that um, you're, you're, you might start getting hot or you might even begin to start feeling a little sick on your stomach or these thoughts begin to run through your head. That's not freedom. Right. That is nothing but you sitting in a box with everything that you're holding on to, and as soon as you see this person, all of it now is, is jumping on you. Mm -hmm. It's like a wound that has healed on the outside, but the inside is still raw. And right. so every time somebody comes in or I come into contact with a person that has hurt me, they're sticking their, it's as though they're sticking their finger down into that wound. Right. And so to, in order to rebuild trust, I have got to go to God so that he can first heal me. You have, I can't go, um, as an unhealthy person, unhealed person and try to rebuild something with you. I'm not even whole. Right. A part of me has, has, has died or a part of me, I feel, you know, it's not there anymore because depending upon the hurt, 
that can change a person. Oh, absolutely. It can make you better or it can make you bitter. A lot of times people go to the bitter part. Absolutely. You know, and you don't want you don't want that type of root to take root in your life because then the fruit that you bear would be bitter fruit. But then the bad part about it, most people that are bitter do not realize that they are. No, they don't. You know, the thing with that is, is that they feel that, well, even though it's a self-defense mechanism, mm-hmm. it's just that, well, no, I'm not going to be hurt. My, You know, they may admit to their guard being up, but that's about the extent of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it is a sense of bitterness. And then that comes from, you know, and you can tell, um, that comes from maybe that hurt or a lack of trust, but then it it can manifest into something greater. Then you start to have that for everyone and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a cliche when you say, you know, forgiveness is for you. It's not for the other person. It's for yourself. That is absolutely the truth. Mm-hmm. Because if you do not have that freedom, then it can turn into a whole other thing, a larger thing. Because who wants to go around? Yes, you should use wisdom. You should go in slowly and gradually and, Mm -hmm. you know, and you'll know who is whom if you, again, if you have that relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And I know that relationships change. Friendships can grow Mm -hmm. and some, you know, take a back seat. Mm -hmm. Everything is not forever. Some Mm -hmm. things are seasonal. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's 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 another that's a whole other story as well, because when we try to hold on to things, when God has told us that season is up, then Mm -hmm. it can turn sour. It can rot. Mm -hmm. You still trying to hold on to something. And then again, then you turn around Well, Lord, why did you allow this? You you looking at him. He's looking at you Mm -hmm. like I told you to let it go. (laughs) Right. So it's so many different you know, aspects to that thing that can just build and we could go on and on. Mm -hmm. But I just, you know, I'm glad that we're touching on some of the basics Mm -hmm. because it's so important at least we can help someone have a starting point. Um, And then we may have to revisit this, you know, again Mm -hmm. at a later time because it's such a broad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I hope that we're helping somebody. I know that we are, and there are some good points that they can even relate to. Mm-hmm. But like you said, if they, you know, somebody comes up with questions or something later, we may have to do a part two, part three, mm-hmm. because there's so many different things. Um, today, you know, at, at work earlier today, you know, I brought up some things because the trust factor, even in that sense, you want to be able to trust your employee, that your employer mm-hmm. uh, has your best regard. Mm-hmm. You know, as an employee, different situations may come up, but you still want to feel like at certain levels mm-hmm. that you matter, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And, you know, even when you talk about that, um, the most important thing, again, and I, you know, and I said that, I hate to spiritualize things, but when we think about jobs and as we grow, um, there comes a time where we just have to say, you know where God, you got me here. And unless you want me to leave, I ain't going nowhere. You can't remove me. Just like when Jesus was going to the cross and they said, and he was, he said, y'all don't kill me. He said, I give my life. Mm-hmm. I've really come to this job because the Lord has me here. And unless he wants me to go, then I, you, it's nothing that you can do. Right. You can try all you want, but it's nothing you can do. And the day that God wants me to leave, if I am a good and obedient servant, then even with them um, coming to tell me that it's time to go, guess what? I, I leave freely. 
Because when I walk out this door, I'm going to something much higher. God right. doesn't take us from something and make us decrease. He always is increasing right. in our life. And so when we feel like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. And right. I don't know how my may ends meet. Or I don't know if I can continue to come to this job. Always make God your center. And mm-hmm. as long God and repeat his word back to you. And that's another thing. Do you trust? Do you take God at his word? We would take our friends at their word. Mm-hmm. We would take strangers at their word. We are here. Somebody to come and tell us something and say, oh, guess what they told me? And they could be just lying, but because right. it sounds good, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, but when God tells us something, do we take him at his word? Right. Because his promises are yes and amen. Mm-hmm. It's a period. It's not a but. If he say a thing, he going to do a thing. Right. So do you trust him enough? to go through the process. So do I trust them enough, even when it comes down to my children mm-hmm. and it looks like they're going astray, but I know God has given me a promise because when they were young, I gave my kids back to right. God. And I said, God, they're your kids, not mine. Mm-hmm. You know, I am just here. You're using me. I'm a vessel. Use me to raise my children in the way that they shall go. Right. Um, and so when there are times where it looks like, like my daughter, you guys are hear me talk about my daughter. She's the biggest test in my life. Uh, <laughs> but when she does things and I'm like, oh my gosh, where's God? It's like you wasn't even raised in church. You know, some of the things that she, she'll say or do. And I have to stop and get on my knees and say, God, that's your daughter. Right. You do it. And I mean it because he made me a promise. You made me a promise that you would be her father. Right. You made me a promise. You said you would be my husband. And so I'm looking for you to step in at this moment and take care of your child because I can't do it. So I gi- I've given her to you. So that's your responsibility. Right. You know, and then mm-hmm. if he gives me something to give to her, then I give it to her. But other than that, I try my best to take my hands off of it because we don't do nothing but make a mess. Right, absolutely. And that's all. And as parents, let's talk about that. So as parents, I, um, you know, I counsel and I have so many parents, and we've just talked about this too. I have parents that are afraid to let their children live because it's hard when we can see that they're going down the wrong path not to try to go and stop them and, and cushion them, cushion them. And what I have learned to learn, what I have learned throughout my life Mm -hmm. and through my own experiences is that sometimes some children have to learn by going through. And when we don't let them, the only thing that we're doing is hindering their growth and hindering it anyway, because God going to make them go through it regardless. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, I looked at my daughter and there was some things that she was going down this, this path. And I knew, I said, my Lord, I can see what's at the end of that thing. Um, and she's the, the child that she can see the fire. I can say it's going to burn if you touch it. When I turn my head, she's going to touch that fire. Yeah. And so when she gets burned, then she's learned her lesson. And so I had to learn through her that I had to step back, let her go through the process. Now, I just like Jesus does with us, the Holy Spirit will give us lessons before the test. And so I teach her, hey, if you do that, this is what's going to happen. Right. And then if you still go and do it, then you just had to learn the hard way. But I trust again, I trust that God will keep her. He's going to keep her. She ain't nothing going to happen to her because he promised me that me and my household, 
everything connected to me was going to be saved. And so I don't worry as much as I used to. It used to keep me up at night. Um, It used to um, have me fasting and praying because I just couldn't understand how this child that is in the same house with me is totally the opposite of me and her brother. And I remember one day sitting down and Naraya came to me and she says, well, we're really not that opposite because Christian just doesn't, uh, Christian's just quiet with his, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, and that's the truth. She's very, she's going to let me know what she's going to do. It doesn't matter. So she's more open, but you know, just learning to let go and cut the strings that's oh. the key right They are mm-hmm. letting go. And then one thing that I've had to learn and I'm still learning, uh, one prayer that may help um, some other moms out there, I had to learn to ask God to help me be the mother that my child needs at this age, at this stage, because it 150% changes. You cannot... Mm-hmm be the the parent to a five-year-old in the same way you can a teen. Amen. They don't relate to that. So Mm -hmm. you have to change your tactics um, if you want to reach that child. And, of course, you definitely are praying, and God will show you how. Um, You know, and and I have learned my son, and he is forever changing and growing, too. And he's learning. Hopefully, he's learning his mom because they they know what buttons to push. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, parents don't want to hear this. They know how to manipulate. Mm-hmm. They know, you know, how to tug on our heartstrings. And sometimes that gets old. But mm-hmm. at the same time, and it runs out, they learn a new method. Mm-hmm. But they're changing and they're learning just as we are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, their time is out. I know that when I grew up there, you couldn't ask questions. It was just what I said. But that time, you know, you're still the adult, but it's, you know, communication is very important because shutting a kid down years ago may have been the way, but it wasn't necessarily the best way. Mm-mm. Um, we can take it now as being mouthy and you know, the difference mm-hmm. you, it's the difference in expressing yourself respectfully. Mm-hmm. And that's the key then to, then when someone is mouthing off, but if you started that early on the respect factor, you know, they may still try you, but at, for the most part, that won't be the issue, but you, they definitely deserve to be heard. Um, I don't, I don't mean to interrupt you. I think that's good. That's mm-hmm. so good. I remember when my kids were little, I would tell them, um, you know, express yourself, you know, let someone know how you feel. You know, if something hurts, you say that hurt. Um, if you don't like something, say you don't like it. And right. I was drilling that into their heads. And of course, my mouthy daughter, um, it was something was going on in the house. Mm-hmm. And she came to me and she was like, mom, I said, yes. She was like, I don't like that. And I looked around and I said, wait a minute, I wanted you to use that on them out there. Not on your mama, you know, and she was like, no, but I don't like it. And I thought, oh my gosh, I taught her this. And that's what I want you to do, even if it's me. And and in that moment, I learned Mm -hmm. and the Holy Spirit began to speak to me and let me know that it's all right because Mm -hmm. you're not perfect. Right. And there are sometimes that you do things and they're not going to like it. Mm-hmm. And when you really think about it, especially like you said, when we were coming up, I had to wait till I was almost grown before I could express something that hurt my mom did to me. Right. Because I was holding on to it as a child, growing up with it, and it was beginning to fester over. And mm-hmm. it was really um, hindering me in her relationship. And so when I got it out and I was able to tell her how I felt, the relationship shifted for us. Right. You know, it wasn't perfect. No, but it shifted and 
in such a way that I had a brand new mom. My mm-hmm. eyes had really opened up to this wonderful woman that stood in front of me with all this wisdom. But because so much had happened to us in right. our past, I couldn't grab a hold to who she really was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, too, that plays into a, a, a whole different future topic, too, forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Because in order to be able to get to that new level of trust, you had to forgive and you have to be willing to be open Mm-hmm. to that type of relationship. Mm-hmm. You have to, you know, be willing to trust that this is this person deserves a chance that this is going to, you know, at least even if it doesn't work out to be the best relationship, at least there will be some type of release, some freedom and then you can have a, a sense of peace, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, but you have to dag on just really, really, really have an, an open mind. And you it may take you years. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Um, but I do believe that God will put people in place to help you with that. But it's still up to that person. Yes. You know, it's not that he's not doing his job. Mm-hmm. We just ignore some of the signs. And, and, you know, we can't ever say that he didn't. And I'm sure that in the end, he'll tell you, oh, no, I did. Mm-hmm. Playback time. Right. You know, <laughs> right. but we just have to be open to his will. And that is so hard. And it has taken me years of chasing my own tail, years of starting over, um, years and tears and more tears and starting over before you realize, okay, it, it hasn't worked out. My way didn't work. Mm-hmm. Let me, you know, and we keep going back to that keyword. Let me trust it. Let me try at least. Mm-hmm. Let me try it his way. Right. Right. You know, and then that that trying can lead to trust because it's okay. Well, you know, oh, I see why. And then you can do a play. Oh, this is why this happened. Mm -hmm. This Mm -hmm. is why that happened, because, okay, you know, once you try then and then you Mm -hmm. see the progress and when it starts sometimes to make sense, because you and I have said this, you know, we talk about trust, but our father knows us. Mm -hmm. He knew us, you know, before we were in our mother's womb. He tells us that Mm -hmm. he knows that he can't trust us with the full plan because we want to help him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So he doesn't. He may give us a snippet. But, you know, we have to, you know, fully understand that he is in control and it's going to work out for our good, whether we see it or not. That's the toughest part. Right. And, you know, when we don't trust him like we should and we start to take things into our own hands, what we we're not doing nothing but delaying the process. Right. And that's it. Where it should have took the children of Israel 11 days. It took them 40 years and they ended up dying (laughs) in the wilderness. So I don't want to die Uh -uh. before I get to my destiny because I'm constantly complaining. Right. You know, and we can find ourselves in a rut where we, I found my, I can be honest. I found myself yesterday. I complained about from A to Z. And when I got ready to lay down, God said, eat my word. Because what you've been spitting out your mouth mm. is nothing but complaints. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Well, you see, I got quiet when you said that. I was like, uh-oh. Huh? Mm-hmm. When God get on you. <laughs> I mean, it ain't got to get on me. When God get on when my daddy get on me, I'm like, oh, hold right. on. Because right. what did I miss in this day right. with complaining? Because I missed something. Because mm-hmm. every day when I get up, I'm seeking the kingdom. And right. so, and what can I do for you today? He's like, nothing. Because you're talking too much. You talk too much. And because you're talking too much, I don't want you to do nothing for me. Mm. You know, and sometimes we got to realize when we've been a toxic person. That's hard to swallow. That's hard. That's a hard pill to swallow when you have to look at yourself and say, I'm toxic. 
I got some issues I need to work out. There's some bitter roots on the inside of me that if I don't uproot them, I'm being the toxic person in the relationship. Um, And so, I I mean, I think that's just really, really good. Yeah, but it takes maturity and it's going to take some getting there. Um, before people really do honestly look at themselves. Oh, yeah. it, um, I've never, it, I don't know, maybe I have, but I don't recall being much of a finger pointer. Maybe that part I have forgotten, but I know in recent years, I always, in any situation, what did I do? What could I have said differently? What could, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I like that part of who I am now because once upon a time it was a, oh, I should have said this and I should have said that mm-hmm. I wanted to massacre the person and that's not how you do. And, you know, one of my sisters, God bless her. She has helped me. She has ministered to me, uh, you know, on a, on a spiritual level. And then, you know, she's helped me as just a sister, you know, like find the root, find the source of that. Mm-hmm. It is not just this one thing that right. has caused that, right. you know, is it a spirit of unforgiveness? You know, your guard is up, you're this, you're that. And all of that to me can tie into the, the trust factor mm-hmm. because she once upon a time, and I, I still battle with this. She's like, Stacey, you, it's not, you can't cut everybody off. And I know we mentioned about when it's time to let go, but I'm trying to cut off some people. Maybe that season time wasn't up. Oh, they made me angry. Oh, they said this. I didn't like that. Boom, bam, done. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. Mm-hmm. And it's I wouldn't do it rudely. You just, okay, we're, okay. And that would just be it, you mm-hmm. know, I'm done. And they did not know, but emotionally, I had already backed out of the friendship. Mm-hmm. Emotionally, I was just gone. You know, and it's not that I had any ill will toward them. It's just like I was just done. Yeah. You know, and so that I think some some past hurt and some other things that I had to. But it took someone else and it took me being willing because I didn't necessarily like that part of me, even though I never admitted it. Mm -hmm. But it took someone else saying that, like, what really is going on? It's not just that one thing, Mm -hmm. Um, you know. And so that's why I said you know, even if it take it takes maturity, it took time because it even took time for her to be able to have that conversation with me. Mm-hmm. Because at one point I wouldn't have heard that. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, you don't know what you're talking about. But, right. So it takes maturity and time. And unfortunately it takes some falls and getting back up before you start to listen. Well, maybe it mm-hmm. was me. Right. So, yeah. And, and like you said, that's such a hard pill to swallow when uh, even I don't care how bad a relationship is when you have to sit and realize some of the fault that you played in it. Right. You know, um, relationships can go sour. Family, children, mm-hmm. friends, um, uh, intimate relationships. But there is a fault that we both play in it. Right. You know. Absolutely. Um, I can give you my all, but if I don't back away when God tells me and I stay in it, then my fault is that I did not disobeyed. Mm-hmm. And I stayed in it longer than what I should, you know, and then digging that out, you know, how is it that I don't have respect enough for myself to or love enough for myself? And that's another another thing, because the Bible tells us to um, love your neighbor as you love yourself. It right. also says love God with all your heart and with all your soul. And then it says love yourself. Mm-hmm. We always want to keep that middle thing out. Well, I can't right. love myself if I don't fall in love with God who would then tell me who I am to him and who he has created me to be Mm -hmm. and begin to trust that when he created me, he called me good. 
Mm-hmm. I am the apple of his eye. And so when we truly fall in love with God and begin to fall in love with ourselves, then and only then can we correctly love those that are around us, mm-hmm. love our neighbors as we love ourselves. You know, and I love you so much that even in all of um, your name calling, mm-hmm. you know, I can walk away. And, you know, one last thing that I wanted to say, because I know that you um, wanted to keep it short and sweet, and I'm, I'm sorry if I kept it going, but it was oh, so no, good to it me. It was fun. so rich. But one thing also that, that was brought to my attention or that was taught to me, and it is so true, that once you've had that conversation and talked to that person, because we did mention communication, once you've had that, and you may have had it when I say once, maybe you've visited that conversation a couple of times, mm-hmm. just stop and give it to God. Because again, going back to that person having to be willing to receive. Mm-hmm. And if they're not, you can talk until you're blue, until mm-hmm. they're blue. It's not going to make a difference. You've already done that. So you give it to the heavenly father and mm-hmm. you know he's the only one that can change anything and even mm-hmm. that we still have to be a willing vessel because he doesn't make us do anything so you just you know trust that you have done all that you can do mm-hmm. and you did it in love mm-hmm. okay and then you pray about it and let him do what he does right because i think the trick of the enemy is we he makes us feel like we can make we can love a person enough to make them change a person has got to want to change for them. God don't even enforce his will on our life. Right. So if God don't enforce his will on our life, how do we think we can exactly. enforce our will on somebody else's life? We That's can't. Rich it there. just it just doesn't work like that. But I thank everybody for joining us. Thank you, Stacy. You're welcome. You're welcome. I enjoyed it so much. That was that was good. Yeah. That was good and me. I think we're gonna um we might start having these talks. Maybe um Brianna and Stacy talks at least once a month. How about that? Check my schedule. Mm, schedule. <laughs> I thought I was busy. But we thank you for joining us. And again, tune in every week um, to our, our podcast and to our YouTube channel, YouTube channel and our Facebook page. You can find us at Woman to Woman Inspire on Facebook. Again, please spread the word. Share with as many women as you can. And let's get out here and begin to inspire other women with the gifts that we have in us because we are an inspiration to one another. I can't make it without you and you can't make it without me. So begin to love on one another and remember that you are an inspiration. Thank you for joining us and don't forget to subscribe and share. Thank you for your support and don't forget, if you'd like to show your support, you can find the link in the description. Join our online community via Facebook at Woman to Woman Inspire. We love you and remember, you are an inspiration. See you next Tuesday.